Who? Whether you're a puddle, a pond, a duck pond, a river, the flood, the fisher king, or just really wet, welcome to a bad case of loving who here for season 10 of Doctor Who and with me I have a fine co-host joining me today. He's like a model, only with talking and thinking. It's Christopher Sternett. Hello, how are you? Hello, that's me. I've never actually thought of myself as a model, but it sounds pretty good to me. That's it. And um, today we will be chatting first and foremost about the latest episode of Doctor Who called The Pilot, the first episode of Series 10. We'll discuss the important elements of that episode, some general thoughts, and then at the end of today, of today's episode of A Bad Case of Loving Who, we will uh, talk about a few other general things for a little while. Some, some quick expectations for the rest of the season and a couple of other general topics and issues surrounding Doctor Who at the moment That's that good. I want, that I've got, I've got some beef to bring up. Um, so we'll discuss when you beef. bring cows on the show. Yeah, oh, if only I had a cow sound effect right now, that'd be perfect. Um, I have a drum sound effect. Okay, <laughs> that'll do. Is that the first time we've used a sound effect in the show? I think it may be um, a live, the first time we've used a live sound effect. More to come later in the episode, so oh, exciting. Um, and this right now, this... What I'm saying right now is the final spoiler warning I intend to ever say on on for a while on this podcast. Um, because here's the deal. From this point on, listeners, I'm going to trust you that you're not going to come in here have, not having seen the episode, which is the title of this very podcast episode, uh, and come in and just listen and go da 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 da, and then hear all the spoilers we talk about and get upset. I'm going to trust that you won't do that. That's Final actually a very warning. good idea because we'll save like 30 seconds out of our show that we could be talking. That's right. It's taking a whole like minute here, uh, but <laughs> but it's worth it because in future episodes we just we won't even mention no spoiler warnings. But so final spoiler warning today we'll discuss everything through the latest episode. Which is, which is called The Pilot, but was actually originally titled The Girl with the Star in Her Eye. Uh-huh. But Stephen Moffat wanted to get really clever and um, meta with us, so we changed it to The Pilot, <laughs> of course. Yep. Okay, let, let's, let's dive into it. First, actually, I want to just read the episode synopsis from IMDb, yep. which is this. The Doctor and Nardole team up with a university student to take down the Daleks. <laughs> Which, I just love that um, that little synopsis because uh, it really has nothing to do with anything. Um, and it's actually, that's not what happens at all. So, thank you IMDb. Uh, and this episode, written by Stephen Moffat, uh, directed by Lawrence Goff, or Goff, or Goch. Mm-hmm. One of those, that'll do. And... Um, and I found it very nicely directed, mm. this episode. Um, it, you could tell just from the very beginning, I think, uh, it was quite confidently directed. With the, It opens with that, that single yes, uh, still shot of yep. the Doctor's uh, 
office um, at this university, and uh, it's just really nice. I felt it it was like a warm blanket over me. Uh, That's a good description. (laughs) The bulk of the beginning of this episode, at least the whole first scene, Mm. is um, straight into introducing us to Bill, the brand new companion. And so what were your initial reactions? I like the um, sort of character that sass sort of thing the with the description about the chips mm-hmm. and then not really taking that anywhere I love how the doctor brings it back to his original question I sort of get where she's coming from as well not being a university student but like really wanting to learn as well yeah that yeah that's a very cool element of her that she's um it's always nice to have companions who like are you know properly keen to mm-hmm. be invested in whatever's happening on the show so that's yeah it's nice to watch and um and yeah you mentioned like the chips and stuff uh it feels like there are a fair few comparisons to the to to rose um actually with yes. bill uh in this episode, she, um, you know, there's even like those quick scenes of uh, waking up to the alarm and stuff. We had that with the introduction yeah, of Rose as well. Rose as well. Uh, that's right. Yeah, but so she, she seems very promising so far. High energy. Um, I feel like Bill is possibly the first time Stephen Moffat has introduced a character in a way that doesn't leave me completely confused as to who they are and where they came from. Um, mm. Because it's it's all kind of simple in this episode. We see who she is. Yeah. Um. She seems, you know, normal enough. She's not. Um. Clara's introduction just was so confusing to me. Uh, with yeah, the whole yeah, she was there, and then she wasn't there, and then she died. That's right. And then she died, and then yeah. And then she be- then she, and then she saved mad. every regeneration of the Doctor in his past or something. Um. Mm. All just got very confusing. Uh, I'm just glad to have... Bill is just Bill. Like, even um, yep. Nardole, I'm still like, hang on, where did you come from <laughs> exactly? Well, the thing with Nardole is... So, between the Christmas and with River Song and the last one, I'd figure on for he was a robot. Yes, I st- like. I think I forgot he was a robot between those Christmas episodes, and then again for this episode, I forgot that he was a robot. So it's nice well, that they included he came that in little... with all these robotic sounds doing everything, and then the bolt fell out. Yeah, so so it's nice that and began with that little it, um reminder. It sort of reminded me that it was a robot, but then the really didn't do anything with it because you don't hear any sound effects for any other scenes. Yeah, that's right. And in the rest of it, he does not seem like a robot. Um, yeah, exactly. It makes sense, though, because um, I do think of him as... He is pretty much the canine of, uh, yeah. of now. Or, uh, yeah, he's, he's he's along the lines of canine and Mickey Smith. Uh, and it's, it's really mm. nice to have one of those characters yeah. back, I reckon. The... the I probably think of him more as a Mickey Smith sort of person than canine. Yeah, I guess he's Mickey Smith, but he's he's got the constant companion kind of 
um, traits of canine, yeah. following the doctor everywhere. Yep. And that was, I just love to see that. It's one of my favorite things in this episode mm-hmm. is just, um, I am like really enjoying Nardole, even though I'm confused about where he came from and why he's here. Um, he's, him <laughs> and the doctor are just such a tight team already. And they seem yeah. like they're both on the same page about stuff and they're, they're always getting oh, up to no good. Really on the same page. Yeah. Even if we skip ahead to towards the end of the episode where Nardole is um really frightened but he still does it anyway. Even though he's terrified. Yeah, that's right. And I like how um both of these companions they're so um they feel so independent. Like um mm-hmm. and probably one of my favourite times of that in the past examples of that in the past is uh like when there was rose and captain jack uh i'm thinking with christopher eccleston adventures where they go somewhere and they can all split up and still be doing their own thing confidently uh but still working towards the same that's goal. right totally um yeah. and i feel like these characters could do that uh i love mm. how in this episode you know at one point when they go to that alien world, uh, Nardole just, you know, goes and sits on a rock somewhere and is just talking yep. through the what, what's happening, uh, trying to work it out. It's uh, it's 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 nice to see um, a bit of confidence from a companion. Mm. Indeed. And then there's the Doctor, of course, and yep. uh, and what do you think about what? he's up to in this episode because uh, he's we get the sense he's been here at this university for i believe it's mentioned like at least 50 years something like that um yeah and he seems to kind of be in hiding in some way though it's not really I would hiding say in limbo in limbo right I'm not really sure what he wants to do or should be doing yeah, though he or seems to have like he should a job be doing one here. thing when he really should be doing another. Yeah, though, like it seems he's been told to do this by someone. Uh, Did you get where that sort of came from? Were there any hints in the previous episodes? No, uh, I think in previous episodes nothing. I think this is all brand new in this episode. Um, and that's what I thought. And so, yeah, I guess just no idea what he's up to yet. And he's got this mystery vault. Uh, yes. Who knows what's in that? Yeah, the mystery vault will definitely come back, I think. Just a good old mystery box. Just classic um, suspense yep. storytelling. <laughs> Pandorica. That's right, the Pandorica. And i got to say, this version of the Doctor at a school basically is... Uh, just so much better than the previous one we had, which was like the doctor in, he was in the caretaker. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Um, this is much, I th- this suits so much better. Uh, a university yeah. lecturer, he, he seems to be enjoying it. It suits the Reminds me of the David Tennant episode where he wasn't David Tennant. Sorry, where he wasn't the doctor. Oh, um, yes, that's right. Yep. The family of Blood, yep, and human nature. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. I was thinking that about school reunion. <laughs> which, uh, yes, yeah. yes, but that is well. He does teaching very well. He does. And that big speech at the 
start the episode about time. They say in this episode how much everybody is loving Capaldi's, um, you know, lectures. Uh, though what we saw of his lectures, it was all, you know, it was just, it was just pretty fancy, uh, stylish. I suppose yeah. it not about much, just uh, waxing lyrical about time. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. We could have a few episodes this, this, this season that are just, you know, a whole episode, just a lecture. Um, that'd be, why Dude. not? <laughs> I'd watch it. He has on his desk here, of course, very importantly, uh, a photo of Susan and of River. Oh, of course, that was Susan. Sorry, I didn't work out who it was. I just knew it was someone, but so... Susan is the doctor's granddaughter from, like, 53 years ago. That's right, yes. Yeah, and I think... In the very first episode. Yeah, totally ever. fair to um, um, not recognise immediately, because it has been a long time um, since any Susan Indeed. mentions. And so I felt the the Susan photo made sense and felt, felt great to me here, because it, this episode also feels a lot like... The very first episode of Doctor Who just got a lot of comparisons in the reintroducing of everything, and they're at this school, mm-hmm. and so it's nice seeing Susan there. I feel like that works, but no. seeing River there, I that felt out of place to me, and I feel like Moffat is just um, stuffing River into our faces a bit because he's proud mm-hmm. of his creation there. Um, but I, I didn't feel that. Uh, if that was rose or something i would have felt that i don't know even though i know river was his wife and stuff but how did that make you feel a lot of people are his wives (laughs) has he had other wives i forget um what was it queen victoria oh yeah that happened yeah and why didn't have it he should have had a few pictures there like river queen victoria yeah um (laughs) could have had jane is it jane jane um, no, it was, um, uh, from school reunion, Sarah? Oh, yep, uh, uh oh, gosh, Sarah, uh, Sarah Jane, that's right, <laughs> you, that's right, you yeah. had it, they just needed to put them together, Sarah Jane. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, that's right, um, but so, how did you feel about River, particularly? I can understand it because um, the Christmas episode before the so twenty fifteen was it? Yep, that's right. That was the one where he spent twenty seven years saying goodbye to her. Yeah, that's right. Which it all just gets a bit you know funny when you overthink it, I suppose. But so mm. he may have spent that long saying goodbye to her, but according to this episode, he's just spent 50 to 70 years living here. Uh, so, like, mm. uh, timey, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, or whatever. So uh, <laughs> Yes. But the other thing I've only just realised now is um, that the Doctor seemed to be talking to both Susan and River and, like, all his other companions... And, um, was it, like, at the end where Matt Smith regenerated or some episode with Matt Smith where 
River was like a ghost, but yet Matt Smith's doctor said he could always see her. Yeah, I remember something like that. I think that was in The Name of the Doctor. Um, I think on Trinslaw Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that very well. Either way, confusing. (laughs) It's very confusing. Especially if we have to go back that far just to sort of find a plausible answer. That's right, exactly. So it all just makes me even more glad that that Bill is so simple. Um, Yes. Just a person. Just a person. I was slightly confused about Bill that she seems to be at university and from the papers we saw and the doctor's cheering doing pretty well. I think 97s, 98s. Yeah, that's right. That was the other thing I wish we saw a little bit of the episode in the episode too, uh, the actual tutoring because uh, that's very condensed and you just see them enjoying Christmas together and she's getting great scores. So, like, what are they actually studying? Yeah, but the thing from that is I don't feel that Bill is quite intelligent or maybe not as intelligent as I would think she'd be after spending three months already with the doctor. Right, yeah, it's like we need to see more of her, um, yeah, expressing some of the intelligence and things she's learnt with the Doctor over this time she's already spent with him. Uh, Some scientific knowledge or something. Yeah, that's right. I wonder if that'll come up in the next few episodes. Yeah. It also does depend what the Doctor's been teaching. Because it's funny, Stephen Moffat always seems to play very freely with time in all his episodes. So they've already spent more time together than, you know many other companions do in in like maybe a season yeah but they've already jumped so far yeah and we started in like autumn or something then it's christmas i wonder if that'll be reflected Mm. this season yeah uh we should mention the uh the monster in this episode which um yes which i thought was pretty good like it wasn't a an episode about the monster so it's they just needed something that was effective enough and interesting enough. Uh, and it's, it's pretty classic Doctor Who. It, it, uh, I do want to do the callback to War as a Exactly. Mars. Yep. I'm about to go there. Um, I, it was a bit of a mix of, yeah, elements of the flood from Waters of Mars and, and also the monster from Midnight just in the repeating, uh, and so yes. they're two of like the but greatest episodes ever. So will agree, I'd say. Yeah, so that's okay by me. And I just I liked that it was pretty um, light on special effects, uh, CGI, and more heavy on trickery, like the the shadow behind the curtain and the water yep. down the steps. That's that's classic mm-hmm. Doctor Who scary stuff. Probably a few budget serving measures in there as well. That's right. Yeah, it doesn't strike me as a very expensive episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> though Australia, right? Yes, Australia. Did that excite you? Uh, not really. Yeah, it's um it was a funny little glimpse of Australia. Like <laughs> Yeah. It was a very kind of idealistic Australia. Um and then they yelled 
<laughs> the doctor yelled shark to make everyone run out of the, the cafe. <laughs> Australians are dumb, I guess. Yep. Um, yeah, so how did you feel about the monster overall? Did you enjoy it? It was also very yeah. powerful, I thought. Strikingly powerful, mm. how it travelled and yes. chased them. But um, certainly not um, from an evil perspective. That's right. Yeah, that was nice. Very that much. was one of the Doctor's lines or something, wasn't it? It was, um, mm. most things aren't evil, they're just um, something. Good quote. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, he... Um, expended on that with when you're eating bacon who do you think is evil mm-hmm. who, oh, sorry who do you think the bacon thinks is evil I think it's the bacon I think at that point when I'm eating bacon I I think bacon you're evil you're you know you're not good for me but um so I eat the bacon does that make yeah. sense <laughs> If any listeners out there listen to our previous uh, episodes of this podcast, they'll know that when Clara was the companion, uh, we had <laughs> we had a bit of a recurring segment, which was um, Clara's dumbest line in that episode. Which, yep. Uh, that was really mean. But um, look, uh, I feel I feel it's important that I point out that I loved Clara at first, yes. uh, particularly. We- like, we're sorry, Jenna. Yeah, that's right. And we love Jenna. And um, particularly, yes. like, her first episode, I thought that was great. Asylum of the Daleks. Mm. Even though she wasn't exactly Clara. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. It, she seemed... I was super excited for her. Um, but mm. then, it all, as we've mentioned before, just got very complicated and weird. And she started yes. saying stupid things every episode. Um, <laughs> but I think... The new segment we probably need to do is like the um, the coolest thing Bill said this episode because uh, it seems like Bill's just gonna keep saying cool funny things. Um, mm. And I've got one I want to throw in for this episode. Um, my favorite thing was when she said, "Oh no, I just deleted it from my notes." Uh, dear, that's not what she said. That's what I just did. <laughs> Pad for me. Okay. Um, I would like to go back to the monster then. I also loved the stone in uh, her eye. Oh, um, yeah, that was cool. Um, um, when she was like, um, yeah. you know, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm like, come mm. on, that's the coolest. I'm like, why do you want to get rid yeah. of it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought she was good um, and... and uh, Heather and scary too. Um, yeah, the 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 jump scare in the um in the shower drain uh, that was pretty effective. I thought. Yes. <laughs> I think it could have been better. It was pretty good. I've got the quote. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> big build up, but uh, just her. My favorite line of Bill's this episode, I think, was, uh, "You run like a penguin with its ass on fire." <laughs> yep. And the doctor's reply was great too. Um, ergonomics, right? <laughs> yes. What if like seen them running together? So I reckon Bill would easily outpace the doctor, even with his penguin ergonomics. Yes, mm. definitely. I want to mention the music a bit. So, um, okay. good music in this episode, I think. Uh, first, there's of course Bill's theme, um, which. 
I would play a bit here. It sounds a bit like this. Uh, it's It reminded me of Donna's theme, but kind of gentler, kind of easy listening style and um, really nice. It reminded me of old Star Trek a bit actually too. Uh, and so I'm excited about that theme and hearing more of it. Yep. And there it is there. It sounds a bit like elevator music, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then um, there are a couple of neat little nods to some great old themes. Of course, uh, when the Doctor decides not to wipe Bill's memory, there's a, a nod to Clara. Okay. Just gently there. And when the TARDIS is first revealed to Bill um, and she's inside... Uh, we get this, what I believe is a version of the sad man with a box theme back from series five. Mm. So that's nice. Uh, good to hear Murray Gold still working there. <laughs> oh, good indeed. With that, I think we should move into some final thoughts on the episode. Did you enjoy it, and did it meet your expectations? I did enjoy it, and I didn't really have any expectations. Hmm. I mean, it felt sort of new. We haven't gone there before. Yeah, so. and it's it was... um. As the title of the episode suggested, it it really was a bit of a pilot reintroduction episode, wasn't it? Uh, it really did yeah. hit kind of all the key elements, even the Daleks. Uh, mm. uh, so if brand new viewers were coming to Doctor Who, um, I previously would have said the, the most recent best episode to, to jump into would be 11th Hour, but as of now, it, it could be this one. Yep. Mm. Indeed. The other side of that is that um, it's basically a table-setting episode again, isn't it? Uh, and yes. I just feel overall sick of all the table-setting. I, I enjoyed this episode. I think it's a really solid start. And um, But I'm looking forward to getting away from this table-setting and just going straight into mm -hmm. new episodes with adventures and not having to introduce anything anymore. Because um, it just feels yep. like we've done that a lot lately. It, we haven't settled mm -hmm. down into one makeup of Doctor and Companions and just had adventures. You know what I mean? Yeah. Adventures in time and space. That's, that's what it's all about, I guess. Mm. Oh, one other little thing. Um, you know how Bill gets the Doctor a, a carpet for, um, for Christmas? Yep. And he he puts it under the TARDIS. Um, yeah. I I watched a um a recap of the episode by by someone on YouTube called Paul Verhoeven. I'll link it in the um show notes. And uh, and he pointed this out that it kind of makes no sense. Like, when would the Doctor have put that there? Because you know he'd fly away in the TARDIS, and then what? He comes back without the TARDIS and lays the carpet. <coughs> I don't know. <laughs> I am so glad that someone else has thought of that because <laughs> when I saw it, I wondered exactly that as well. Yeah. But then also, I suppose, the Doctor's possibly deliberately doing such a bad job of hiding who he is 
from Bill in this episode that maybe that was deliberate. He deliberately, uh, you know, hovered the TARDIS there for a while so he could lay the carpet <laughs> under to to give her a hint of who he is. Maybe. I wonder if that will be the um the season's mystery through line. <laughs> what? How did that carpet get under the TARDIS? Um, now, before we go, there are two points I just quickly want to talk about. And um, the first is the chase scene, sort of. So, where the water monster Heather is chasing them. Now, is it just me, or did it not feel as dramatic with them going into the TARDIS and flying away? Is this like rather than them just simply running? But do you mean particularly mean like when they're on the um the alien planet? No, like with the waters of Mars, they were like in a confined space. Mm-hmm. There was sort of nowhere to go, but. In this episode, I just felt with them jumping into the TARDIS and running away, it felt like they could, like, go anywhere um, to get away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not wrong. I think um, in terms of water zombies, this episode has nothing on Waters of Mars. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, yeah, the, the the chasing was more just... Hopping or jumping, I suppose. Yes. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, and the second point mm-hmm. is, do they... They definitely break the fourth wall, not in looking at the camera, as you would expect, but in um, what they say, um, particularly that line with um, uh, Bill finally saying... Um, it's bigger on the inside. Um, the line about ah, she finally got there. Yeah, the Doctor and Nardole having a having a laugh, I suppose. Um. Yes, but it wasn't it wasn't the only time. There are a few other points where um, the Doctor says something that seems more of a um, fan oriented thing, mm-hmm. fan service kind of. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and the Doctor overall is um, has certainly changed uh, since since Clara, hasn't he? He's um, he seems to be having a lot of fun. Yes, I like the fun attitude, mm. but I'm not sure whether this breaking the fourth wall stuff will continue. Yeah, and I'm not sure it should either. I did like though, probably probably one of. My other favourite um, funny bits was uh, Nardole's um, comments about recognising the banter. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Nardole just, he came out of nowhere and he's impressing me a lot. I can't wait to see where he goes. Um, Have you seen Little Britain? No, yeah, no. I don't think I've seen anything else he's in. Have okay. you? Well, he's pretty good. Oh, good. Yeah. I look forward to seeing him in particular. I have this sneaking suspicion that he will more unexpectedly become the kind of emotional centre point and heartbreaking element at some point. Often the seemingly goofy secondary character or silly sidekick gets uh, 
unexpectedly turned into something really meaningful uh, in in uh, setups like this. So I guess we'll see yep. if that happens. Okay. Okay. So I think that'll do it for the episode. Yeah. Yes. Looking ahead to this series ten, um, I'm glad it's a it's just a straight full run of twelve episodes in a row. Um, no mid-season yep. break or anything. This is just going to be a great full classic season. Um, yep. So, but I've... So here's my beef. Where's that cow? In the build-up to this this season of the show, um, I feel like on the one... Point one is that there has been, uh, from my point of view, a particularly uh, extreme uh, amount of hype and build up to this season. I feel like maybe it's because it's been so long since the last season, like almost two years, I've seen kind of so much excitement and build up to it. And coming along with that has been all these so many, so many articles, news articles, just the titles of which I've found quite spoilery. Uh, and I've just found, found that a bit, disappointing than the amount i know about this season just because of the titles of all these articles that i've um seen pop up everywhere i am going to read through some of these titles um okay so go ahead despite the final spoiler warning we did at the start of this episode there's here's another little spoiler warning because if you if you haven't seen these titles and you genuinely like don't want to know more about this series then uh then goodbye, you can depart now. Um, okay. Uh, but you're staying, right? Uh, oh, yeah, probably. Okay, good. Because then it'd be... <laughs> it'd be lonely if suddenly you just left and I was like, oh, he didn't okay. want to be spoiled. <laughs> well, I haven't heard these titles. I may have heard a few of them. Yeah. Well, well, some of them are less spoilery now having seen the first episode but um so here we go um okay so there's there's just things like um an official doctor who youtube video um titled steven reveals series 10 monsters uh which i'm just surprised that exists before the series starts and there's doctor who boss reveals all about series 10 that was a bbc official email capaldi 12th doctor's exit is explosive he goes out like a fighter um i i'm okay to just watch the show and wait for that to happen you don't have to tell me (laughs) um uh doctor who series 10 will see the doctor trapped on earth uh rumor pearl mackie leaving after series 10 and like these are articles that came out even before the series started and already I'm being told that yep. that Bill's probably leaving this series. Uh, and th- here's a pretty funny one, I suppose. There's a surprise so big in the new series of Doctor Who that it comes with a countdown. I d- that one's all right. I don't know exactly what that means because uh, I didn't read the article, but uh, that's quite um, enigmatic. But then the the main one, the biggest one, which we know more about now, but was the announcement of John Sim returning as the Master. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's right. And there were articles about that and mm. articles uh, with Stephen Moffat talking about why he's returning and such. Um, which, 
Yeah, I'm just surprised there was all of that. Of course, we've now seen John Cena yeah. in the in the trailer, so we know. So I. Yeah, we know him now, but we could have waited to see that trailer. And I think most of this apparently isn't like the BBC's fault. It's um they did want that trailer to be where we saw the John Sim surprise, but there were leaks apparently. Okay. Um, right. I don't know, but does all of did. First of all, did you see much of this before the series started? And second of all, uh, if you did then or didn't, do you think it's like a good thing for hype? Does it build excitement? Um, it's an interesting thing because in today's um, world, in the young people of today, they expect to have all these sort of teasers beforehand Mm -hmm. and trailers and they expect to know a fair bit and then they might decide to watch and so they could just be drawing people in with all this information Mm. Um, but on the other side I would prefer for not to have much info um, because I love the show and would watch it no matter what. Mm, yeah, that's right. I'm on that boat with you. And yeah, I guess uh, yeah, I guess that's who it's targeted at, all the people who yeah may or may not watch Doctor Who and it's a competitive uh, TV world out there. So many shows. Exactly. Also, have you heard any rumours about the new Doctor? Um, just a bit. I've seen that um, okay. the, yep. the biggest rumour is uh, this actor Chris Marshall is hmm. most hinted to be the Doctor. So we'll see pretty soon, probably, if that's the case. Yeah, I, I would say so, too. Mm. Um, and that's right. So the things we do know... Um, Capaldi's last season, um, Moffat's last season, which is yep. going to be interesting because that's been... I feel like that was announced that he's leaving like two yeah. years ago. I've also heard rumours and and just got this feeling that it could be Murray Gold's last seri- series too. Um, he's <laughs> He's been there a long time and... Um, Hasn't he um, done since... Uh, like Rose. Mm-hmm. Yep, the whole new Doctor Who. Um, that would be sad, of course. Is his his music's probably yes. probably my favourite part of the whole show. Uh, yeah. but I do kind of expect him to go. I, I feel like, um, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Hmm. Great. Well, that is a bad case of loving Who. Uh, we're back. Mm. Excited for this this series. We'll be here every week yep. talking about the new episodes. Here to play yep. out. Here to play us out is Beethoven's Fifth. This recording not performed by the Doctor, though, as far as I know. Um, subscribe to the show on iTunes or any other podcast app. We're there, or should be. And email us if you can remember what our email address is. Otherwise, wait till next week and I'll tell you. Um. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, I forget completely. Uh, I don't know. 
I'll find. Was it A B C? Oh yeah, that sounds C. right. Something like A B C of loving who, but but just hold your emails. I'll get back to you next week. Um, Chris. Yep. Thanks for joining me again. Thanks for having me. All right. See you next week. Yep. See ya. Or really just really wet. Welcome back. No, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> you knew I was. You knew I was going to do it again. Do you put, like, okay. um, bloopers in the, at the end of the show? Uh, well, sometimes. Maybe this one will go there. Do you think it should? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. It's probably guaranteed now that you've said that.